This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Ground ball to Glaber Torres, and that'll do it. A no-hitter for Corey Kluber on a Wednesday night in Texas. Kluber becomes part of forever. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. No, no, number six of the young season. Some are saying it was number seven. seven. Yes, Ranji, seven, gives Mad Bum. It was a seven-inning game, so he wants to give him credit for the no-no. Joe Ostrowski, Chris Ranji with you on BetQL Daily. At BetQL Daily on Twitter, we're live on the Bet1430 in Denver. 105.9 FM HD2 in Chicago, Chicago's new home for wagertainment. 93.1 FM HD3 in Los Angeles. And, of course, the Odyssey app and the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. We welcome in MLB insider John Heyman onto the show. You follow him on Twitter at John Heyman, Odyssey Sports MLB insider. You see him on the MLB network. And of course, we've got the big time baseball podcast. Make sure you are subscribed. John, I've got I've got to admit, uh, as the alerts were coming through last night, Kluber's going. Get to your TV. It's Kluber time. I was kind of rooting for the Rangers to get a hit. And then afterwards, I'm like, you know what? I want a no-hitter every single day. Let's just keep this going. So, John, who's going to throw a no-no today? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> I'd love to see another one. Uh, yeah, I didn't jinx it myself. I, I'm afraid of Twitter now. I'm afraid of all the people on the, in the Twitterverse. I just said the Yankees are up to something interesting, didn't say anything, and people like that. So I'm going to stick with that. I, I'm afraid of jinxing. I'm, a, I'm more afraid of getting yelled at. So, uh uh, you know, I, I didn't think there was anything to it, but look, hey, I didn't jinx it this time, and uh, he threw the no-hitter, so uh, I'm going to stick with that. Joe, or John, Joe, John, if if anybody yells at you, just tell them Vin Scully used to do it all the time, and if Vin did it, it's okay for the rest of us to do it. Well, I don't know. Vin, Vin's on another level. I don't know if people are going to buy that, but I, I'll, I'll give it a try. Okay. Well, I, I got your back on this one. Uh do you think baseball needs to do something about this? Well, they, I don't think it's about the no hitters. I think they need, need to do something about getting more hits in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the league is batting lower than 240. Um, it's kind of rivaling the 1968. You guys are too young to remember that. that there was not much hitting that year. Carly Stremski won a batting title at 301. I don't think we're going to see a repeat of that. We've got some, some guys who are hitting. Uh, but I, I think they need to figure out something. I don't like the moving the mound back a foot or certainly two feet. I don't want to take any chances with the injuries. I know MLB is testing that out in the minors independently to see if that works. I'm kind of leaning toward legislating on the shift. I mean, I know a lot of people are not in favor of that, but 
I am sick and tired of seeing perfectly struck balls through the box that is fielded and thrown out uh, and ground outs to right field. I mean, Manny Machado on right field. I mean, he basically catches everything hit on the right side at that point. But I'm kind of thinking either keep the guys on the dirt or keep the infielders two on each side of second. I, I don't know. I know people are against that, but, uh, you know, I, I don't mind the no hitters. I don't like the league hitting 235 or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like we, we want to figure out, okay, is there one re- reason? And then how do we adjust? How do we evolve as a league? Well, the thing is, there isn't any one reason. It's early in the year and you you typically don't see as much hitting, but I don't think it's because of the weather. Uh, part of it is the shift. Part of it is the the three true outcomes that we see in the game today that Manfred is trying to address. And then uh, this morning, I I see that there's some stories about MLB cracking down on pitchers using foreign substances. Is that something you've heard a lot about in league circles? Yeah, I mean, they're definitely looking at the foreign substances. They want to keep the uniform. I don't think anybody's going to be punished. I mean, there was that story early that a team complained about Bauer and, um, you know, I, I, I don't think it's about that. I think it's having the same rule for everybody. Um, they, they haven't been able to find a ball that's tacky and everybody's happy with it. You know, all the pitchers are used to this, the ball the way it is, but um, they want a uniform rule in terms of what they can, the pitchers can apply to the baseball, and they're trying to figure that out. I get that. Uh, my uh, other issue, I think, is the launch angle. Um, you know, some teams are big into the launch angle, and you know, I mean, I guess you might hit some more home runs, but we, we had a team batting 199 as of yesterday. I'm not sure if they're still under the Mendoza line, but Seattle Mariners, uh, they're one of the three teams that's been no hit twice. I mean, it's, I think it's a coincidence that Seattle, Texas, and um, Cleveland both uh, no hit twice. That's, that accounts for all six no hitters. Um, it's the teams that are applying their launch angle, and, you know, they're trying to win. I, I get it. They think it's a good strategy, but, you know, it's not great for the game. I don't think we can legislate against the launch angle, but, um, you know, ultimately there needs to be rewards. What, what's the reward if your team is hitting 199? I understand that Seattle's hit some home runs and that last the league in runs or OPS, but, um, you know, I think teams may have to adjust if this uh, launch angle theory is not working. Um, you know, Seattle hasn't been in the playoffs for almost 20 years at this point. Um, you know, we can't say they've done everything right. And this is one more thing I think they're doing wrong. Yeah, the Mariners are hitting 198 uh, as a team today. Their their OBP is two, uh, 279, which is uh, really not good. Um, you know, there's so much good baseball from individual players that's been happening throughout the course of this season. And so it kind of sucks when the attention is taken away from that good play by things that happened like earlier in the week with the White Sox and your mean Mercedes and Tony La Russa, you know, throwing his own player under the bus and then doubling down on it. What is your take on that entire situation? I, I saw nothing wrong with it. I, I did hear or see a statistic that players do not swing three and O up to 10 runs. That's generally the case, but I, I see nothing wrong with it. I mean, unless we have a mercy rule or the other team concedes, they got somebody on the mound. They're trying to gain advantage by having a position player pitch, not using up one of their relievers. And 
with that comes some negatives. And this obviously is a negative. You've got a guy throwing meatballs up there. And if you're throwing meatballs up there, I don't know what you want the guy to do. Just take pitches forever. Only mm-hmm. single the right field. Do what? I mean, to me, I see nothing wrong with it. I mean, I know there are other old school people. They're not maybe siding with Larusa at the moment because obviously Larusa got killed for it. And nobody's really is is coming to his defense. Even even his teammate, even the his team. After he said, I, I'm sure all the players agree with me, basically, or whatever he said. Uh, I haven't found one that really agreed with him. Tim Anderson uh, certainly gave your mean. Uh, the Yerminators, some encouragement. Um, you know, Giolito said your uh, positive things about the Yerminators. So, uh, you know, I don't know if anybody's going to come to LaRusso's defense, but I do know there are old school people who are in agreement with them. I may be old, but I'm not that old school. To me, if the other team's throwing the meatballs up there, go ahead and hit them. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Just take it and take a strikeout? I mean, Yerminator uh, waited 10 years to make it to the majors. Let him enjoy himself. So, uh, I don't get it, uh, and I certainly don't understand LaRusso saying something publicly about it and then doubling down and saying, I'm sure that the players agree with me, basically. Um, you know, I you know I understand he's a little older. This was an unusual hire. I thought it was a gamble at the time. Mm-hmm. They are doing well as a team, so, I mean, the main thing is to win. They are winning for him, but, uh, you know, uh, this is not the old days where you can really throw the players under the bus. The players have more power now than ever. The managers have less power now than ever. In most cases, the lineup card is a, uh, a joint effort. And uh, in, in the cases where it's not, it, the front office writes the lineup card. So managers have less power than ever before. And I don't even know if LaRusso doesn't understand that. It's certainly different than when he managed previously and we when he ruled with an iron hand. So. Uh, he may have to do some adjusting because I, I think he made a mistake here. Yep. This is uh BetQL daily with John Heyman, Odyssey sports, MLB insider. I, wow. I couldn't believe it when I saw his quote in the uh, Wednesday pregame, when uh, he addressed Lance Lynn, he's like, well, Lance Lynn has a locker and I have an office suggesting like, well, I have the power here and it doesn't matter what the players say. Uh, the, the three of us know, I mean, we all follow the white Sox here. Uh, Larus is not going anywhere because one man's opinion matters, and it's uh, Jerry Reinsdorf. Uh, but, John, when you hear uh, stories about a manager possibly losing the clubhouse, any examples that, that we would recall in recent memory that really stand out to you in, in year one of a manager losing the clubhouse and what could happen? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, I remember Terry Collins with, with Anaheim. I think they were Anaheim at that time. I'm not sure. I covered that team when they were the California Angels, so that's how long ago that was. But I think they were maybe Anaheim at that time. Maybe they were Los Angeles of Anaheim. Uh, it was kind of a mutiny. Terry Collins is a fun guy. It's a little surprising. Uh, you know, he had def- different uh, – he managed through different eras. He managed Houston, the Angels, the Mets, and he adjusted at different times and ultimately became a player's manager, kept uh, – Santan in the game, got the no-hitter. Maybe it was too long. I don't know. 
let Harvey decide to stay in that game. I don't think that one game is what caused Harvey's arm to go again, but I mean, I do think that he probably pitched too many innings, uh, like a like Terry Collins for the number of innings, but um, you know, he became a player's manager. So he adjusted eventually. Um, you know, we know you're right about Tony La Russa. I mean, Jerry Reinsdorf, this was his greatest regret in sports. It wasn't ending the dynasty or the last dance or anything you know, uh, anything like that, it was firing Tony La Russa. And I understand that. I mean, you had Tony La Russa manager. You had Hawk Harrelson was the general manager. They weren't getting along. He had to make a choice. He obviously made the wrong choice. The choice was keep La Russa manager. He's a great manager. And to make Hawk Harrelson the uh, broadcaster, which he did eventually. And Hawks was a great Hall of Fame broadcaster. But I get it. He made a mistake and, uh, you know, he's still got the power. He owns the team. He wanted to make up for that mistake, but you know, times have changed. Uh, Tony La Russa may not be the manager he was and the game certainly has changed. So, you know, you're right though. He's got the power. Uh, it's his team. Um, he's not going to fire him again. You know, it's no. the greatest mistake he's ever made. He's <laughs> mm-hmm. not doing it twice. You know, he's got, He's got the reins, and that's it. It's Larusa's team. We'll see. I I do believe he has a three-year contract. I'll check on that. I haven't reported that. I don't think anybody's reported it, but they did say multi-year, so we know it's at least this year and next year. I do think it's three years. That's kind of standard. And uh, you know, he's gonna have. He's gonna. We're gonna have to live with him as the manager. He certainly is a good baseball man in some sense, but he's gonna have to adjust, in my opinion. Well, we've talked about all the poop in baseball. Uh, it, what is what is the John? What is the best storyline in baseball in this? Uh, you know, we're almost one third of the way through. Yeah. Well, you know, I think um, we talked about the no hitters uh, in, in a negative sense. I'd say that's there's a positive sense to that too. I mean, to see six and I counted as seven no hitters, that's pretty good. I mean, some of the individual starts have been fantastic the urinator we already touched on um and winker in cincinnati is off to a huge start castellanos even though it was suspended uh interesting start Gurriel walsh uh, who displaced uh, the great albert pools uh, quite an interesting start we've had nice surprise teams the giants have surprised the boston has surprised um you know i i i think uh oakland has surprised you know um so I think we have a lot of positive surprise teams. We got a little bit of an evening out lately. I mean, it was all surprises up until a couple of weeks ago. Now with some of the powers are starting to play better. The Dodgers are playing better. The Yankees are playing better. And we're kind of getting more toward a normalcy, I guess. But those surprise teams are staying up there, Boston, Oakland, San Francisco. And uh, I think that's great to see. John, over the last couple of days, the biggest baseball story in the sports betting world and throughout much much of uh, the game has been uh, not only the no-hitters, but what Shohei Otani has done. And uh, he is now the favorite to be the AL MVP. And last night, he failed to go uh, five innings, velocity way down. We're talking about 6.6 miles per hour on his splitter. How concerning was that last night? You know, I, I, I was concerned watching it, but I saw you, Darvish, said that after he had Tommy John surgery, he had bouts where the velocity was down at times, and, you know, maybe that gives a little bit of encouragement. Um, you know, obviously he did okay, even with a an average velocity. It wasn't what it normally is, but it still was 
probably around average instead of great. Um, you know, if he's an average pitcher and a great hitter, it's still an amazing story. Uh, it's not going to probably lead the Angels to a title. Uh, missing Mike Trout for six to eight weeks is really going to hurt. They're obviously off to a rough start overall anyway. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at this point, I think as soon as Trout went down, I mean, for six to eight weeks, it does seem like Otani is the favorite. I do agree with that. It's an incredible story. He's been close to the best hitter in the league, certainly the most power that he's shown of any player in the American League. Guy's got speed. Um, he's really a freak athlete, uh, really incredible. Once once in a generation, let's say more than once in a generation, it's more than like once in a century we see somebody come along. I hope he regains yeah. that velocity and becomes a great pitcher again. Hopefully he can stay healthy. John Heyman, at John Heyman on Twitter, Odyssey Sports MLB Insider, and check out Odyssey Sports Big Time Baseball Podcast. John, we always appreciate uh, your time and enjoyed the visit. Coming up next, pro better Joey Kanish is going to bring the heat. Ostrowski and Ranji on the BetQL Audio Network.